I asked, what's the difference between Victory Road and Impact? I answered, not that much. So I asked again, what's the difference between the Impact after Victory Road and Victory Road? That's the question. What are they doing with this? It's good to have more content and as a plus viewer, I like more content, but what's feeding what here? Is Impact now on terrestrial TV or Freeview TV in Britain? Is that gonna become a feeder to the monthly events, which is a feeder to the pay-per-views? Or is Impact gonna become the same as the monthly events, in which point why have the monthly events? Because it's costing you money to put them on. And this week's impact was just three days. Two days. My maths is terrible. A few days after Victory Road. So how will that affect this week's impact? How badly that's how this wasn't a good impact and it had a lot to do with the resources being poured into Victory Road which was okay and I enjoyed it so let's see where the issues were and we start with and straight in to a match that was teased at Victory Road when they had the match there and Dreamer went to see Myers and offered his hand and Myers said you mean nothing to me I want the innovator of violence he's the one I really look up to and Dreamer says if you want the innovator of violence we'll see on Tuesday so this is going to be a specially violent match well he's wearing the innovator of violence t-shirt isn't he Dreamer so it must be but it's not and of course it's not Dreamer's of an age and he's done all that. He's going to be carrying so many aches and pains. But what a disappointment this was. A standard wrestling match. Okay, they fought on the outside for a while. Dreamer brutalised him a bit. Myers hit a, a suplex on the walkway. A kind of small one. Dreamer hit a cutter back in the ring. Myers missed an elbow off the top. Dreamer hit a DDT, and he always does that well. And Myers hit his jumping DDT finisher, but Dreamer kicked out. Now, if you're going to do that, it has to be for something special, because this is your new WWE cast-off star. You've paid money for him. You want to get him over. You've tried with Mac. It hasn't worked. You're trying with Dreamer, so do not waste a kick-out from his finisher on this nothing matchup oh you did well that wasn't a good idea was it Dreamer went for a chair no he didn't go for a chair he went for the kendo stick or the Singapore cane whichever you like quite nicely Myers begged him off and said or begged off and said and said uh, think of my girl think of my girl Dreamer stopped thinking yeah I shouldn't do this Myers raked the eyes 
got the DQ because he hit him with the cane, carried on hitting him. This wasn't a good match to start. And it didn't get any better. Because then we've got a nonsensical little bit of Moose just looking around backstage. No storyline. He's looking for the belt, obviously. He's looking in cupboards. He's looking in the workout centre. He's looking around the, around the, the, the barbells and dumbbells. And that's it. And straight after it, we've got the marriage angle. Oh, great. I can't wait. I'm like a pig in... Sh- there you go. Bravo saying it's costing me a lot of money, this. You're all going to have to take... You're going to have to put your hands in your pocket because that's what always happens with a wedding. Falabar said, I'm going to go and find some money. They all argue with each other. This was prime audio. Look it up. It's another word for... Sh- so let's have something that might be good. Rohit versus... Well, we don't know. Because Rohit's been doing for the last few weeks this smoke and mirrors. Who's going to be the one who's got the... Um, who's got the the match against me? They've been doing this for the last month. Then they just forget about it for Victory Road because he comes out and, and does... Who can defeat Rohit? And it's an open challenge. What is this? The WWE? I was enjoying the smoke and mirrors. And now we've got nothing. So he comes in. Does a superb promo. Including, and I think I heard him right. He called himself the mocha skinned manimal. If I'm right. And he did say that. And I watched it several times. And I think he did. That is just brilliant. Rohit. Hakeem Zayn, you are becoming something special. So he calls for someone to fight him. Out comes Willie Mack again, because Willie Mack is now your prime jobber. You can do anything to him. Get us to the ring. We've seen this before, two nights ago, at Victory Road. Only Rohit says, no, 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 no. In the defeat Rohit challenge, you cannot fight me twice. You get one opportunity... If you don't get it, that's your problem. Can't fight me again. So Willie stands there on the apron, looking a fool. Madison Ray says, oh, poor Willie. You're making him look a dick. And then who comes out? Jordan Grace. Now, this is interesting. And really interesting for Madison Ray, who doesn't quite know what to make of it. It is a nice wrinkle, though. Rohit doesn't want this. He stalls and says, I need to... You know, my, 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 um, he, he talks about getting loose, how his legs are so tight, so he needs that. He won't give the belt up. In the end, Mac grabs the belt, and Jordan Grace rolls him up and gets the victory. So, this is something very interesting. And all they need to do is have the balls to keep this going. Because it really could be something special. You could have Rohit trying to get the trying to get the belt back. That'll feed into his character. Jordan Grace needs something to do. After the three matches against Dashwood, she'll be lost in the shuffle if she doesn't. But they don't have the balls to do that. Because what Rohit does is he goes to the ref, says something in his ear, ref goes to the to, to, to Dave Penzer who's announcing, who says, you won, but you ain't got the belt, 
because it wasn't for the belt. So who becomes the chumps now? Oh, we do. Because at Victory Road, my feeling was it was for the belt. So what Rohit says, and he does well with it, he says, you know, you were great. You're, you're really, you know, you're really doing fine. You're putting in a fine performance. Does it so well that Grace is smiling? Not sure you should be, but you ain't won the belt. So now we're all chumps and we've all been swerved. And when you get into that situation, you're looking at Vince Russo territory and I don't want to be there. I'd rather go to Milton Keynes. However, Scott Demore, when he comes off, he says, love your moxie, love what you're doing, love the openness of what you're doing. So you're now going to be in a six-person scramble, including Jordan Grace. And that's something to look forward to. Okay, back to the wedding crap. Hernandez, Falabar saying, I want another uh, arm wrestling competition because he's got the money, of course. He then jostles him with his coffee, gets a little bit of coffee on Hernandez, who overreacts, and that's that. Oh, a match. Thank goodness, a match. Here we go. Oh, no, it's Triple XL versus Rascals. Now, where have I seen this before? As Rain says, it's like deja vu. Yeah, two nights ago is when we saw it. You see, you can't even have the time to book the thing properly. So you're just giving us repeat matches from what you had two nights ago. And that is incredibly cheap if you're paying monthly to see Impact, isn't it? Anyway, they brutalised Dares in the, in the early going and I've enjoyed the match that they had at Ritchie Road and I quite enjoyed this. So Larry is pulling on Dez's head as if he wants to pull the thing off. Wentz later on hits a shooting star. Press on uh, standing one on uh, Larry. That's a kick out. He goes straight into a cross face. And Ramiro hits Larry by mistake. And they hit a and the rascals hit a really nice, much higher hot fire flame this week. I can't get enough of that move. I love the way it looks. And they get the pin. But we've seen it before. At least Madison Rain didn't say it's like Deja Vu all over again. Because that would be tautology, wouldn't it? That's the only good thing about this match, apart from the hot fire flame. And that's not enough, is it? Here we go to bar in the toilets. Well, in the shower room. Yeah, that's how far we've stooped here. He's overreacting, doesn't want Hernandez to see, because Hernandez has had to have a, a shower because he got a little bit of coffee on his shirt. Blimey! He should be in GQ, this man. Bar's looking at his clothing, takes the money... And there you go. Over to Jimmy Jacobs. I miss Jimmy Jacobs, but not this Jimmy Jacobs. He's got Dr. Foreman there. I think Dr. Foreman might be from Central Casting. He's got a stethoscope around his neck, but I'm not sure about him because we see Rich Swan in the background doing some squats. And 
Jacob says, how is he doing? And he says, he's ready to wrestle now. He's not, though, is he? Because when we saw him at Victory Road two days ago, he was limping to the ring. And when he walks towards the camera, he's limping again. So he's not ready. And that means that when EY, who's dressed as a doctor, or a nurse, should I say, suddenly rips his mask off, and there's a modern-day term for you, and attacks EY, then uh, ties his leg to the bottom of a machine and off camera hits that ankle with a weight it doesn't have the resounding nature that it could do because he's not ready to wrestle because he's got a limp it's quite simple if he can't do it on camera don't do the angle give him a couple of weeks or something oh do you know Never thought I'd be using this tone of voice with impact, but here it is. And now to something good. The machine guns, they're always a good interview. They're asked about all the things happening in in impact at the moment. And Shelley says, yeah, it's pretty dangerous and we're from Detroit. It's great. I want to see more of this, but the good brothers mess it up. They're here to get the rub from a charismatic tag team because they can't do it themselves. What they say is, we're going to be angels on your shoulders tonight. Make sure you don't get into any trouble because I know you're in the main event later with Ace versus Fulton. We'll be there to support you because we want you in the ring at Bound for Glory. But the parting shot is something extraordinary. Sabin, who's not really been in the conversation, as they walk off, just says, yeah, heard you pissed your pants on a plane once. (laughs) And I think one of the good brothers tells him to F off. I think. And if that is the case, I'll be delighted. Because they ain't got that wit. They never will have. And that's something special. In fact, that may be one of the highlights of this impact. Matthews is so delighted with that Josh Matthews that he's laughing as he introduces the teams for the next match. And this was the match of the night. It's Rosemary versus Tyre and Tyre versus Steeles and Hogan. Tyre and Rosemary work so well together. They're so fluid in that ring. Sometimes tag teams just work well. This is a case in point. Rosemary gets a great sidewalk slam on Steels. She turns it round as well, which is lovely. Then into an exploded suplex. I think Steels and Hogan really scream well, trash talk well, constant noise in that ring. Rosemary is then introduced to two turnbuckles by Steels and then hit with low kick from Hogan. Rosemary's in the middle of the ring. After a a few more moves, she sits up, screams and growls at Steels, who runs away. This is a character bit. I'm not feeling it, but I understand why. Chases chases her to the outside. Hogan decks her with a clothesline. Steels claims that was on purpose. I'm not sure, but it explains away the ridiculous character moment. There's a nice clothesline and some knees to Steels and to um, to Hogan from a really fired up tyre. Steels is given an ankle lock, a pull back on her on her head and a stomp by tyre. 
She hits a lovely suplex on Steels as well. Really tight. Re no wasted movement there at all. And then Rosemary gets the German suplex on Hogan. There's a Steels code breaker on uh, on Rosemary. But then Rosemary fires back with a with a uh, a spear and a double underhook with a sit out. I really like that move. Don't know what it's called, but they get the pin from this and this was a really good match. It didn't have much to beat to be honest, but it really was match of the night and it was quick, it was energetic, it was slick. There was loads of character work in there. There is a story already told by uh, by Impact and they're good at doing that. I wish they'd have done more of it tonight. This worked very well. Unfortunately, following this, we've got the Dinas, who I love, versus Stockbroker Steve, or Crazy Steve, as he likes to call himself, and Johnny Swinger. And this was a comedy match. Stockbroker Steve gets the beer at the beginning from Cody, drinks it, gives it to his monkey. Swinger's not happy, tags himself in. Gets beaten up, takes it well. I like his shtick. I think it works very well. That 80s stuff is great. Love the ring outfit he wears. And he can do it. And he's been doing it for many years. At this point, Matthews is bantering with Rain. And Madison Rain says to Josh Matthews, you and I will never do anything outside of Impact. Well, you know, there is a thing called social media. So we do actually know you're married. But, uh, kayfabe, eh? Anyway. The Deaners win after a DDT. It's a short match. It means nothing. Meh. Now here's an interesting bit of promo. Because I'm not really high on Kylie Ray. I think she's just a one note character. But this was different. Apparently Susie's arm is broken. So I presume she'll be coming back as Sue Young. And Kylie gets upset. She says, so, you'll have, so, so you've seen that. They show her the, they show the little video and she says again what again I've seen it again remember I was there and I couldn't do anything to prevent it she gets really upset and I want to see more of this but then Kimberly comes in she trash talks a bit and Kylie Ray attacks her quite brutally attacks her and then really regrets it instantly and I'm wondering if we have the swerve the red herring of the Sue Young stuff maybe Kylie Ray is becoming a bit Sue Young. Now I'd love to see that because that would be something very nice for that sunny, smiley Kylie character. Okay, they promised us this. Let's just get it out of the way. It's the Heath signing, Heath for impact, etc. etc. But you know, actually, this little bit with him and Scott Damore worked really quite nicely. There was some good character work here. Because Scott Demore's being the big I am and saying, you know, really enjoy your boxing and, you know, let's get something down on paper. But, you know, I want to tell you verbally that we'd love to have you here. Can't wait to get Heath for Impact on those shirts in the, the Impact store. But Heath says, oh, I've, I've talked to my brother, who's a lawyer, and uh, talked to my friends, and I've, I've prepared something. And it's a big contract. And as Scott Dumont says, with a lot of legalese and a lot of zeros there. So they start to talk and he says, I really can't. I don't think I could do this. I don't think you, you know, you, you really overvalue yourself. 
which causes problems. And Damore, which is a very nice way of going about it, says that, you know, when you did the pay-per-views, you know, when you did a few of them where you used to work, you know, you're, he says, I'm not a jobber. He said, no, you're not a jobber, but when you did those pay-per-views where you used to work, then you were maybe a jobber then, weren't you? And the last pay-per-view you did was when you snuck into Slammiversary. He said, well, hang on a minute, that was good for the company. Yeah, I agree it was, but I'm not going to sign it. They get angry. Damore storms out. And he tells Rhino, thanks a lot, thanks for nothing. Poor Rhino. He's blameless here. Poor big schlub. Anyway. On to... Probably... The worst segment of the night. In a night of really poor segments. Because this... Is that supposed superstar... EC3, who must be thinking, oh Christ, you have really lumbered me with a hokey, hackneyed, V for Vendetta type character here. Now he promised Moose there would be a funeral. But I don't think they've had enough time to write it. Because they were getting ready for Victory Road and they just went, oh God, what should we do? I, I know, get on a bridge and drop the belt. Well, we've seen that three times in recent times. And the way that EC3 does it, without any kind of fanfare, without any kind of chat, without any kind of waiting, he just drops it. And the look on his face is as if to say, yeah, I know this is crap as well. We all do. And the sooner we get something else, the better. And as if that wasn't bad enough, now we've got Callahan, who, you know, I said, be great if they could have a tag team together, which would be a nasty, horrible, disturbing tag team. But I should have realised when Josh, Josh Matthew says, is he some kind of puppet master? He's going to be one. He mentions the 43 million, it's million, not billion, I think he's changed it. Retweets. He has to mention it, even though he must know it's poor. But there is one nice moment. He says, you're coming back, man. You're coming back. You're going to be, you're coming back to the man you used to be. And what everyone wants to know is, who's next? Immediately, Shamrock snaps and chokes him. And he just manages to say, no, not me, him. So he attacks some bloke we don't know and beats him up. Still. Sammy as a puppet master? No. So, finally, and it's really dragged tonight, to the... Main event, which should be something a bit special, but we know it won't be because we've got all the teams involved. It's Ace and Fulton versus the Machine Guns. And when it's a setup to a, a, a pay-per-view three weeks hence, there's a stink about it. So, this wasn't actually all that special. Fulton was the main worker here. He was desperate to get in. Argued at the beginning with Austin over who should start. Austin did. Fulton was banging the turnbuckle to get in. There were some nice moves. Fulton took um, Shelley into a snake eyes straight into the knees 
of Austin, who was sitting on the top turnbuckle. That is lovely. He then picked both Shelley and Sabin up by the neck. That's a nice wrinkle for that spot. It'll probably become old very quickly, which is such a shame because it is a great spot. Shelley got cut with the card. That's Ace's big spot, and I happen to love it. And then backs into Fulton, who grabs him, but Shelley puts on the testicular claw, and the referee doesn't seem to care. There is a lovely Sabian drop kick to the back of Austin's head. Then a lovely low kick, a wrench to the neck, and the drop kick from the guns. That is a great spot. So quick, I never tire of seeing it. Fulton's in, of course, suplexes them both, and then the North enter. And then the Good Brothers enter. And then there's a fight on the outside. And then they're on the stage. In the ring, the match continues. There's a double kick to Fulton. He is bent back. And and he's jumped on from the top turnbuckle for the pin. And really the match ended like Victory Road. Because Victory Road has spoilt this episode of Impact. If the one before Victory Road was overshadowed... This one has withered and almost died in that shadow. And if this is what we're going to get, well, we'll crank it up a bit until we have our monthly our monthly special event. And then it might take two weeks to get back. Then I'm not interested. Junk those special events. Because either you want Impact to be special and you're building viewership to your Impact Plus app, which is a good app, and you get all the TNA stuff as well. And then hoping people buy the pay-per-view, which I'm sure I will do. Unless I'm severely pissed off by them. Or you make Impact a jobless show, a squash match, a squash match show. But that means you need a bigger roster. And you build to those monthly. Make a decision. You can't do both. Two out of five. Two out of five, that's shocking. And this was ample evidence that you can't do both. Pull the trigger on one of the two. Because I'm getting sick of seeing this kind of stuff. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.